listening to Chugga Talk with Ryan Murphy, a podcast by Pull Across Made Simple. Hello friends, this episode is brought to you by Saucy Farm. Located in Wiggins, Mississippi, they're the premier Australian stock horse stud in North America. Proudly standing are Ballandown Zorro, Hayden Satellite, and Stonebrook Finno. Ballandown Zorro has fresh cooled semen with a live full guarantee. Hayden Satellite and Stonebrook Finno have a limited supply of frozen semen. Ballandown Zorro offspring have proven time and time again that athleticism, endurance, speed, and intelligence are just a few of the qualities his offspring possess on their way to close to 200 best playing pony awards. Zorro offspring are also exceptional in hunter jumper and eventing discipline. Hayden Satellite comes from the famous Hayden Horse Stud in Australia and is currently proving himself on the polo cross field. Satellite offspring were awarded best playing horse in international test matches in 2019 and his offspring have now started to make a name for themselves in the jumping arena. Stonebrook Finno is the premier sire in Australia for polo cross. Saucy Farm is near and dear to my heart. By purchasing our two stallions two years ago, Karen and Charles have carried on the legacy of my family and the hard work that my mother put into bringing the Australian stock horses to the United States for the sport of polo cross. All four of my horses are a result of that breeding program, and you just can't go wrong. Saucy Farm and Australian stock horses, the breed for every need. You can find them on Facebook or call 228-263-0930. Are you a polo cross related business? Chucka Talk has a truly global audience. To learn more about advertising here, email me at ryan at polocrossmadesimple.com. Space is limited. Personal fitness is so important in the sport of polo cross. Although we can't all look like Stefan Harris, we could all be working towards our own fitness goals. I've learned through personal experience that having a community of friends that share their fitness and nutrition ideas and activities truly can motivate others to follow suit. A rising tide raises all the ships in the harbor. Please join the American Polo Cross Association's fitness community today on Facebook groups. It's called American Polo Cross Fitness Group. It's hosted by the APA's Player Development Program and open to members worldwide. If you see Steph Harris, please encourage him to join for abs motivation. Again, it's a Facebook group called American Polo Cross Fitness Group. Get pumped! On this episode of Chuck Talk, you'll meet Charlotte Pikett, UK representative player who's played at three World Cups and the high goal in South Africa. We discuss Charlotte's keys to success, including horsepower and international experience. We find out what she's looking for in 2021, the new brand she represents, and much more. How's it going, Ryan? Hello. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for having us, Ryan. Yeah. I guess you'll have to thank us afterwards because I, I apologize in advance for Cody. Brash. No, but <laughs> I know exactly what Cody's like, so don't worry. <laughs> I will. <laughs> well, we're going to attempt to deconstruct one of the, you know, the top players in, in the, well, the top female player in the UK dominating over over a decade. So we're going to try to figure out what makes you so great. But you are a UK representative player, and I have to get this out of the way. Oh, God. Because you're representing the UK. Yeah. Do you believe Megan? Hey? Do you believe Megan? Uh, oh, my God. I wonder what was coming then. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Megan Markle, but yeah. Uh, 
Okay. What's up, the queen? Yeah, I'm British through and through, put it that way. <laughs> okay, all right. So you, you weren't too happy that he married a Yang. Yeah, I would have much rather married him, to be honest. But yeah, she's all right. She'll do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I guess that was a good political answer. You can't piss anyone off with that one. Sorry, I had to get that out of the way. Elephant in the room. <laughs> There's so many things to cover, but... We should probably start off with World Cups and high goals and experiences. I'm wearing this 2011 shirt. Oh, my goodness. Because it was the only time I was able to beat you. Uh, oh, on no. <laughs> and I need to find out, Do you find, did you finally feel redeemed? Your, prob- your most important game in 2019 was playing us because you, you lost to us in that game. Yeah. 11, on your home turf first game. And then you avoided playing us in 2015, and then you killed us. Parky, did you lose to America on your own horses? Yeah, but you say own horses. <laughs> they weren't really own horses. Um, yeah, we, we, we did lose. I uh, can't believe we're going there already. But yeah, they were the dark days. But yeah, that was not my favorite World Cup in the world. And then we lost to South Africa so narrowly as well. Like we got yeah, six that was them. that was an amazing game. Yeah. It was a good game, but it, yeah, it was frustrating World Cup. That wasn't my favorite, but yeah. That's probably the last time I saw you. Yeah, it was. And then I went out into hiding for a while. You did? It's been bloody years. Yeah. So what was your proudest game in a World Cup? In any World Cup? Well, that was probably right at the bottom, that World Cup. And then the 2015 World Cup, we, ha- we didn't, well, we didn't have too bad a run but we had the one of the last games we played was against the Aussie women and our girls actually beat the Aussie women overall so that was quite good this last World Cup was quite a lot of fun because we just had such a lovely team we had such a good group of people and like such a good balance of people and we all kind of got along and had so much fun together so there wasn't really kind of like a particular moment at this World Cup but yeah I loved this last World Cup it was it was brilliant Uh, one of my questions was uh who, who's been your favourite World Cup team? I mean, it's quite difficult to, to name a, a, a favourite team, but if you had to go back and play with the same team twice, who would it be? Oh, good question. We had quite a nice ladies section, actually, at the South African World Cup. Um, it was myself, Debbie, Kerry and Rachel. That was quite a decent ladies team when you kind of look back on paper. But yeah, I miss Debs and the fact that she's kind of gone to Ireland now. That sucks. I love playing, not just talking about the ladies, I love playing in the team with Webby. He's a really good person to kind of have in your team because he just wants to win so badly. It's also quite a quite a good segue to one of my other questions. Was um, obviously you you've played uh, three World Cups. I think Webby's also played three World Cups for yeah. England. Who who's better and why is it you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Webby. Uh, Webby's like one of my idols, and yeah, I've played in every World Cup with him, so. Yeah, I massively look up to Webby and I always think he makes, it brings out the best out in yourself as well to push yourself harder. I don't know. He, he's pretty good, Webby. He's, no, he's he is pretty good. Yeah. If you're at home taking notes right now, you need to realize that it is, a, it is helpful to always hold someone above you that yeah. you look up to, that you, you respect. When you make yeah. a mistake, you look to them and you look at their reaction and hopefully they're nice to you back. I actually got a lot of Terrible looks from Robbie Shuttles growing up in Polo Cross, but he was the guy that I look up to and that I respect. Yeah. He's a class act. So 
So yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I've always thought like if you kind of focus on somebody that you know, like if you have an idol and someone that you have a lot of respect for, and just kind of copy what they do. If you look at what works for them and do it yourself. And for me, the likes of someone like Webby or internationally someone like Yanni is someone that I've always looked up to. But yeah, having Webby in this country has been awesome for our polo cross as well. I play for Highlanders and Webby plays for Kent and we always have like a clash at every tournament and play finals against each other. And I love the opportunity to get to play against a like a Webby because you get to push yourself to play best. Like, you know, you have the competition, which I love. But yeah, having someone like him over here is, is awesome. Yeah, I've got a lot of time for Webby. And if you, if you throw in the horsepower, you put out that video of Oracle, like a yeah. teaser video. And it's like, how do you play against that? So I know you've got some crazy horsepower of your own. Is that what it ends up being? Just like a clash of the horses? And- yeah, I yeah, I think it is. It, I think it's massively horsepower, especially obviously when you're playing club polo cross at home. We've been kind of going through a bit of a building stage with our horsepower here. And like we used to have a lot of good horses in this country. And people used to import a lot of horses over to the UK from places like New Zealand or Australia. And then in the last few years, people have just been going to polo and buying as you would say like cooked polo ponies which has been really bad for the sport but like the now that they've brought oracle over that i just think that's so exciting for polo cross in the uk and like you say the horsepower is massive yeah you've got to be sitting on a good horse to compete with the best for sure you've maintained top horse strings for a long time that's been a key to your success so what do you look for in a horse well i've got like a real mixture of horses i usually have a few like thoroughbreds off the track that i'm trying to bring on and you know sell them or see how they turn out or my my other top horse Colleen she's a thoroughbred but then my other horse Bolt who's my other top horse he's homebred actually he's a bit of a fluke but he's got a bit of kind of quarter horse stock horse thoroughbred in him so it's kind of a bit of a mixture of breeding but then I like to kind of cross thoroughbreds with stock horses or quarter horses try and have like a bit of a mixture that would be my almost like, almost like punchline yeah <laughs> he's a weird little horse to look at (laughs) (laughs) his massive ears but he's like a full stock horse i yeah i like having a bit of a mixture personally i try and have good horses i try and have backup plans and like you know my good horse colleen's just turning 18 now so she won't be playing for many for much longer so i've got a couple young horses coming through and stuff but yeah trying to keep yourself mounted on a good horse is really important definitely where do you get them from i mean are you are you just taking them yourself and training them up or my homebreds are ones that bolt was what i broke in and trained and i've got another one called Rayban that she's by finno which is the girls stallion um i've broken and trained both of them she's going to play a little bit this year but yeah bolt was bred from a mare that we imported from new zealand years ago smarty that i played on for years and then Rayban's mum was a mare that we bought off webby who came over from the webs she came over from australia so trying to breed from those good mares that got imported into the country years ago before that you know because they're all kind of they're dying now <laughs> so trying to make the most of the breeding the ones that i've had colleen came from actually came from ireland came from Daramangan, my other horse but yeah mainly try and train a few and just keep going with the homebreds basically that's good fun <laughs> if some people are willing to let go of their or, you know, give you a good horse to sell. That's a good thing. Yeah, definitely. It's hard to find that here. It is, yeah. I mean, I put quite a lot of time into my horses in the winter. I don't have much of a social life. I literally just spend a lot of time riding. And and like you say, they, yeah, they're hard to come by. People don't sell them once they get 
good horses. And there's not a lot here in this country that's, I mean, we're really in a building phase now. And I think, yeah, the horsepower is definitely going to be great again in the next couple of years when all these horses hit the polo horse field. But uh, 16, my top horse is 16 full, full stock horse that my home bred, uh, one of the first that my mom bred. And now I have a couple three turning three this year. Mm. And one of them was a polo stud played by Coca-Cola, Julio Ariano from California originally, but the stud is half stock horse, a quarter, quarter horse and a quarter thoroughbred. Mm-hmm. And we were just looking for outside bloodlines and we bred that one to my, my mare Aurora full stock horse. And so okay. I've got sort of this lanky, weird looking thing for that yeah. one tall. And then I've got a shorter, super balanced stock horse that, that Zorro crossed with the thoroughbred. Yeah. Do you, are you, do you look for size or do does it not matter? Um, I, well, I'm not the tallest, but I, growing up, I always had tiny horses, but now I've got, all my horses are massive. They're huge. Well, yeah, Colleen is huge. She's one of the bigger horses playing polo cross in this country. So I look ridiculous on her. But I think for me now playing against the likes of like the top male players that are around, I think you almost need to be on a bit of a bigger horse when you're playing at that level to kind of stand up to the, the rough and tough of the game. Um, sometimes if you're on the smaller little horses, it depends on the horse though. Like sometimes when they're small and they, they've got a big heart, then they'll dig deep for you and you'll be okay. But I, yeah, I've, all my horses are quite big now, but I don't think it matters. I, yeah, you do get the small horses that, yeah, size doesn't matter to them. They don't know that, that they're small. Yeah, does polo have an influence though? Because they, on, on field polo, they end up, I think that the horses get bigger, right? They're looking. Yeah. I think from what I've heard though, a lot of the polo ponies over in this country now, they're actually going for the smaller stock horse types. Like the stock horses have really taken off and they, quite popular I mean I haven't played polo in this country so I don't know a huge amount about I mean I've only played a little bit of polo in South Africa but I haven't played over here but from what I hear yeah the, the they're looking for the little stock horse types now that's kind of the way they're the line they're going down so Oracle should be pretty on the money with that one yeah Cody what kind of horses are you playing yeah like I was saying one more horses in Zim are all thoroughbreds so we 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 get we've got a really good trainer that's how that she sends us like seven or eight at a time and then we can go through and decide which ones we want and uh send back the ones that we i think are pretty average down here i've got a stock horse um well half stock horse half thoroughbred uh, that i got from bruce yeah I, like i agree i agree with with uh, with pikey on 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 the homebreds that, that's sort of where i'm aiming is you, you want to go something that's the purpose bred well the only drawback i'd say is uh, maybe the thoroughbreds that you get off the track of have, have learned to run so they spend a bit more time learning manners and uh you know, like they go to the racetrack and they spend two years just running and they've got that uh that that runaway, which is quite nice because you don't have to teach it. Um when you get to home breeds, you have to teach them how to run a little bit. Yeah. And if you if you have good enough racket skills, you never have to stop, right? Yeah, yeah, well that's exactly it. It's just uh <laughs> <laughs> <Proper> African horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love an African horse, they're the best. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you're picking from like seven horses and you just have throwaways. That sounds like a nice thing to have. It sounds like you're an Australian or something. Yeah, well, in Zim, it's a little bit easier. In South Africa, I, yeah, no, it, I don't have the, the luxury. Of, in Zim, my, my, my mom's a bit of a, she loves saving horses. So if a trainer tells her, <laughs> tells her, if you don't take this one, it's going to heaven. She often takes it. And uh, yeah, so we, we go through a phase where we get like five or six that are actually donkeys. I mean, it's, it's, 
I mean, there's a, there's like I'd say there's an algorithm where if you get ten, two of them are going to be really good, five of them are going to be you know, average, and then three of them are going to be terrible. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's also I reckon in, in Africa we probably have more horses per person than over your way. I mean, yeah, it's a groom issue as well. We we don't have to feed them or look after them, but um, it, it's it's easier here. And, you know. Yeah, it definitely is. It's a lot cheaper for you guys to keep horses over there as well than it is for us. Yeah, yeah I know it is. Charlotte, what are some of the top horses besides your own that you've played in the world? Ooh. This is a tough one. you played so many good ones. There has to be – all right, I'll give you three. You have to pick the top three. Oh, my goodness. Put me on the spot. I would say – well, he's kind of mine now, but I would say punchline. <laughs> he, he was one I was playing for years in Africa. I don't know if that counts. Can I have him? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Good question. I got to obviously Matamba of Jane's. She was a pretty beautiful horse. Another one. I was pretty happy with the horse. I got to play quite a lot in the World Cup. Gallagher. He was awesome. He was. He would. He would just take off with you. And he had so much pace, and he was so underrated before we actually started playing. We didn't think he was going to be one of our top horses, and then first game I took him out, which was like our third game in, and. He was just like humping around the field with me. And I was like, oh no, what have I done? <laughs> playing, I think Cody was actually umpiring us. I was like, oh my God, we're playing against Ireland. What's going to happen here? Anyway, he was amazing. And then I kept playing him and never looked back. And he won like pony prizes. So I would, yeah, I'd definitely say him. He was pretty cool. So is it something about how they just sort of take over the game where they, they love playing and they're just... Yes, definitely. They, they like, they're almost, they're not running away with you, but they're, they're doing their job and you just have to kind of right tag along yeah just hang on basically yeah they they just love it when you get the good horses that are really good they just love playing they just thrive off it and yeah my good horse bolt in england i'm so lucky to have him because he he's just like autopilot when you go and play one on him he just you get to the box and he'll he's just takes you to the post he's incredible but yeah they just love it they they honestly yeah the good horses just love it and punchline he's the kind of horse that he's a bit crazy and he he's just got the biggest heart and he just there's no bottom to him like he just wouldn't stop he's not the most correct but he's yeah he's amazing he's pretty cool <laughs> yeah tell the story of punchline oh god <laughs> this might be going um, <laughs> he got gifted to travis tim mike's boyfriend trav um by peter choice so he's a bundy and when i first started going out and seeing trav back in like what was it 2013 he'd been given to Trav as a two-year-old so I'd been kind of riding him for quite a few years on and off and played high goal on him and stuff and just love him to bits basically and yeah I've recently bought him off Trav and I've taken him to Yanni and Camilla's house in Cape Town so yeah Peter Choice has been looking after him for me and he's looking amazing but yeah he's down in the Cape now with Yanni. You've had a horse over there that's great. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But then I was going to try and do high goal this year and then I don't think they're having foreigners now. So I can't play. So that's why I sent him down to the Cape. To- Especially not from the UK because you guys are a sickly bunch. <laughs> I know. Yeah, just trying to avoid us, aren't you? Yeah, it's, it's not good here. I don't know how to get out and play high goal this year anyway. So I know they're saying that. And the Americans, we're the worst with COVID, right? We just, whatever, it's just a free-for-all. Every state's different. But now they're saying we're going to get vaccinated by the end of May. Then we're going to start helping the world get vaccinated. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's kind of funny because you know, I just went to a tournament last weekend. Yeah. And no one's wearing masks. Everyone's outdoors. Really? Like COVID tests 
neg you know negative i'm not saying that everything should open up right right now but i'm saying by the summer hopefully yeah uh, we're trying to create a high goal next year uh, i've already talked about it here in the u.s and bring in top players to help raise our game we're also trying to have an aussie uh, stock course incentive competition in the fall we probably have looser restrictions on what horses can be in it you know first cross mm -hmm. unregistered at least part stock course and we could probably put together 20, 25 horses for that. Wow. So okay. As the APA, we're trying to create more of these high-level matches. Because yeah. If we can get those top players together here in the state. Are you making a big comeback for the next World Cup? I'm Is trying. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I've got, I've got a lot of work to do. That's yeah. great. How many World Cups do you have left in you? I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not sure. Not uh, at least four or five. I've got to be a grown-up at some point. I've spent my life just flying around the world playing polo cross. And yeah, I mean, I love playing and I love I love playing kind of test match, high-level polo cross. I just love it. I just, I'm obsessed with it. But it's it's a big commitment and there's a lot of training and I don't like doing it half-heartedly. So, you know, you know, practicing and riding your horses every day and all that kind of stuff. So I, it's a huge commitment. And then the last World Cup, it was like a full-time job in the lead-up to that World Cup. When right. you're doing like your eye gym, you're running, you're doing your fitness program. Like we've been so lucky to have Gus that's been working with us for the last couple of years. Um, so he gives us his fitness programs and you, your diet and then your horses, your exercising. It's, it's, it was just, it was crazy. It was. Oh, there's the keto going. <laughs> well, I wasn't actually on keto personally. I'm meant to be doing carnival. So I'm just meant to eat steak every day, which is fine with me. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah. Get around that. I could definitely do that. <laughs> yeah. That's a good diet. It's like steak three times a day, basically. Well, it's a little bit more to it, but yeah. So I haven't actually ever really done keto, but so yeah, that's been mine. And then a little bit of wine. <laughs> <laughs> is it keto wine or is it? It's not keto wine. <laughs> yeah. I had some banting Branavan earlier or banting brandy. Yeah. I'm finished now, so I'm waiting. So Vicky, Vicky and uh, Emma have this rule. So my girlfriend and her sister have this family rule that girls never fetch boys' drinks. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, doesn't work for me. But uh, you know, the last couple of years, I've been I spent a lot of time walking to cooler boxes. <laughs> Good girls. <laughs> yeah. Totally. There's years and years of a uh, patriarchal there, and that you know where you live, and you know like. In the U.S., we're very progressive. Get our own drinks. Yeah. <laughs> Look, like I'm, not, I'm not tying up and keeping her in a basement. She, she's more than welcome to do what she wants. But, you know, every now and then a beer would be nice. <laughs> no, it is good. I, I, I like the idea. And I'm probably going to try to get my sister to jump on that bandwagon every now and then to get to the tiring. Cody and I were thinking about if we had a big boy podcast, the guys that have the struggle with food or with gaining weight. I can be fit all day. I have cardiovascular fitness. But I have to drop weight. It's not easy. I've done the keto. I've lost 20 pounds in 20 days. Have you? Keto is yeah, good. It's I've brilliant. done it. You get in ketosis, which makes it easier to fast. So I was doing a fast for a week, which is like every 36 hours you eat for 12 hours. So yeah. five days of that and you feel amazing. I do that. I fast. I really like fasting. Yeah. I'll be in trouble for saying that. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I think that's great. Do you drink some bone broth and stuff? or when, when No, no. <laughs> what is bone broth? <laughs> well, if you're fasting, you're, if you drink liquids. Like, you, you don't eat. When you're not eating, you can kind of have okay. a bone broth. Okay. That sounds horrible. So I can just whack Jager bombs all day and not eat. What's yeah, the 
that with you anyway, Cody? Are you staying down in South Africa or are you going back to Zim? Or Look, I'd, I'd love to go back to Zim. Hmm. I love Zim. But at the moment, realistically, I'm probably going to make more money in South Africa. At least for the, the time being, I'm going to be here. I still play in Zim. I, I, I play pretty much every tournament I can. I fly up and play. If there's a massive tournament down south, I'd rather play that. Just yeah. like better exposure and then go back and play as much as I can there. So I'm bringing a couple of horses to South Africa this year. Like you said, it's time to grow up a little bit. And <laughs> yeah. I've studied for a long time, so it's probably time for me to pay for my own horses. What's Zimbabwe requiring of you to be on the team? Like, Oh, yeah, look, be a couple, uh, I say a couple of years ago, in 2011, uh, the World Cup team that, that it went was, they, they sort of set a precedent that you had to be in the country the year before and play two tournaments the year before, I think it was. What's so you have to play two tournaments. Yeah, I think you have to have residency or something. You have to like you can't just fly in and, and play two tournaments and play for them. You have to be like a resident, but yeah, you can't like you can't play for them if you haven't played in the country for six years and then you just come back and like, oh well, I'll play for them now. You have to sort of put back into the pilot cross, which is not like I, I agree with that. I don't think it's too strict from what I say. I play in Zim because I love playing in Zim and I love I love Zimbabwe, so I, I like going back as, as much as I can. Like one of the countries I actually haven't been to. I've never been to Zimbabwe and I'd love that, to. That, that's the one country you haven't well, been no, to. One of, the, one of the ones, like I just, I've, I, lo- I haven't been to Zambia and now I've obviously been to Zambia and I love it. I just love Africa and I've just never done some. So that's a hint, Cody. <laughs> yeah, you need to find us in Bowman or have you, Pikey. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a problem. <laughs> no, I'm joking. You're always welcome. You kind of get the king and queen type experience when you go to those places. When I went to Zambia, it was phenomenal. Oh my gosh. I mean, there was a lot of tourist stuff, walking with cheetahs and stuff like that. Just being with the people, just, it's phenomenal. So, mm, um, so you good. haven't been to Zim. No, where else, haven't. where else haven't you been? Canada. <laughs> All been right. Canada. But I've yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been to Australia, and I've been to, I haven't been to Victoria. But yeah, other than that, that's and yeah. that's one of the best things about polo cross is it literally will take you all around the world. And you can always just call someone up and say, look, I'm coming. Can I come and see you? And you'll just have friends that, you know, you haven't seen for years and you'll just pick up where you left off with them like 10 years ago and they'll take you into their home and you do the same for them. Like, I just, I love that about Polo Cross. It's awesome. So yeah, I've done lots of traveling. I've been quite lucky. It's definitely shown in your game because you've picked things up as you've Mm. gone around the world. And I don't want to speak for you, but you know, like you go to like WA and you spend time with Jane, you pick up some yeah. horse tips, riding. You're like, this is what Matumba feels like. I remember just sticking balling on Plucka. Yeah, I remember like, that too. Oh my gosh, stay on, gotta, you gotta try to stay on this horse because it's yeah. phenomenal. He was incredible. He was yeah. not a freak. Like you would be, the ball would, he would just watch the ball. You'd be going around in a circle, the ball would change direction and the horse would just follow the ball. I've never sat on a horse just quite like that. Yeah. So let's get back to World Cups. Could the um, 2017 beat any of the teams that went beyond it? Because the sport is improving right around the world. The the Mm. level's going up. Do you think all of the teams that follow 2007, which was your second place in the World Cup? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I'm with you now. Which team after it could have beaten that team? What? The team that came second? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Because um, you weren't on it, but that was a pretty good team. Yeah, I wasn't on that one. Maybe the 2015 World Cup. We had quite a nice team then. We had the likes of Max playing and Webby was in there. Had some really good girls, like really strong girls. 
yeah, maybe the maybe 2015 one, I would say, definitely. But um, we do have some really exciting up and coming players now, to be honest, which is really nice that they'll definitely be knocking on the door for this next World Cup. So yeah, watch this space. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that team's still to come. <laughs> Junior camps or something? I mean, do you have like, is there like a UKPA initiative for young players or is it just each club is? Oh, I feel like UKPA has an initiative every three weeks. There's something new comes up there. <laughs> It lasts for about a month and then they get over it and find something else. Fuck. It's all over the show. Are you talking about the UKPA? Yeah, it's madness. They've got like every couple of weeks something else happens and then there's like a, a developing players association and then there's like uh, a high performance center <laughs> to settle down in one thing for six months and see how it goes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like... You haven't actually played. It's just like virtual. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to keep people interested, I guess, as well, and try and keep the youngsters in the sport is quite hard at the moment. Us as a club, because we were always just like a team of mates playing together. My Highlanders Pelicross Club, and we've started doing an academy in the last couple of years, but we haven't actually managed to play properly yet with COVID. But we've started taking on a few of like young and up and coming players from around the country that kind of giving very like one-on-one coaching with them there's only about two or three of them yeah we do quite a lot of coaching now with our club they were doing like a pdp thing but that was when tom was doing all the pdp stuff but tom's now the open squad coach tom simpkin so i'm actually not too sure what's happening with some of the younger kids are you getting any from pony club not enough really i think the, for us the problem we have with a lot of the pony club kids over here pony club's massive i don't think we have the best image to some of the other people in other disciplines in this country. Polo cross is frowned upon a little bit, but we're not getting enough. They're trying to kind of get into kind of going to the pony clubs and bringing kids out, but we're not getting enough, to be honest. Pony club has a lot, had a lot of challenges growing or maintaining. You know, 15 years ago, there were so many pony clubbers. That's mm-hmm. why we grew so fast in the East Coast. When that died, I mean, they started allowing Western dressage. What the hell is that? I don't know. They've loosened up. They've let adults play. And they've done everything they can to have more people in Pony Club. But yeah. it still hasn't grown. It, and so Polo Cross has sort of suffered. So, yeah, we haven't done that. Sort of the only junior development plan has been just having babies. <laughs> Robbie Shuttles, his daughter, was playing A-grade this weekend. He's playing with his daughter. Really? Is it Audrey? I think I remember. Aubrey. Yeah, Aubrey. 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 Yeah. Aubrey. yeah. She is, she's well mounted and she is she played a grade and she held her own she took a hit to the helmet she's tough i mean she got up like snapped it out of lineup the next time after that hit to the helmet um that's the long-term plan creating kind of these uber children with like the best family bloodlines yeah i was gonna say good bloodlines that's clearly yeah. <laughs> good finding an organization to grab them from has been super tough yeah it is hard We've got a few kids like that, though, like some good bloodline kids. There's the likes of like Danny and Rachel got Riley and Penny and Jason's kids, little Rosie and Jack. They're going to be freaks. Oh, my gosh. Like Rosie's so little and she just rides these little ponies and just like she's doing a lot of jumping and stuff at the moment. But they've got the most amazing ponies as well. Webby's yeah. got them sitting on like the best horses. We've got some good kids like that as well, to be honest. I mean, if you wanted to keep playing World Cups, you're sort of just waiting for them to take over. Yeah. <laughs> you might have 10 years. I don't know. I'm not sure. Jury's yeah. out on that one. I mean, South Africa would be a fun World Cup, wouldn't it? So. But also <laughs> getting better and better. 
I like the horses in Africa. They're fun. Yeah. Yeah, I watch them. They're a lot of fun. But I like, like just talking about juniors, I know a couple of years ago, Tegan Bristow was playing really good polo cross. I haven't, I haven't heard of her for a while, but that's, I think, yeah. mostly because uh, no polo cross has happened. How is she going? Yeah, well, like you say, we haven't really been playing a hell of a lot, but um, Tegan comes and stays. She's like my little protege, I like to think. <laughs> but she comes and stays with me quite a lot and brings the horses and comes, stays with me for a few days. And yeah, she's she's great. She's so keen and she wants it. And from what I hear, I think she's definitely going to give the next World Cup a crack. I was meant to be going to Zambia in June. I don't know whether it's going to happen still, but they I've put Teagues forward to come they wanted some under 21 players so she was meant to be coming with me to play at that yeah she's great and she's got some fantastic horses and so many ponies coming through now they've bred all these babies to oracle and yeah she's good she's very keen and she just wants it and she's a good little rider and she's a good little polo player as well actually really good little polo player so hopefully we don't lose it to polo (laughs) that just made me think of this do you think the africans are not allowing international players this year sort of get a hold you out for a year to give the other country a disadvantage just thought of that i don't know i don't i don't think so i don't think i'm gonna change that <laughs> I, think I, I think it should still be pretty good a pretty good standard of polo cross i think for us we're in a bit of trouble going to the next world cup with all this covid stuff because we've been hit so badly by it and we've just not played properly for so long like i haven't played a test match since the world cup and i haven't played club polo cross since what was it August 2019 and we've missed out on so much of our polo cross so far and I like the world cup's not that far away so I, I've kind of I, I well I think they're definitely thinking about it but like putting the world cup back a year would be massively beneficial to us but otherwise we're going to be hugely disadvantaged compared to everyone else because you, all the Aussies are being playing and the Kiwis and yeah I just otherwise you might be in a bit of trouble <laughs> We need all the advantages we can get. That's why we uh, let COVID spread here. How long have you been playing polo cross for, though? Because COVID's obviously been bad there, too. Like, how long have you guys missed much of your polo cross season? Or? Um, we missed the first half yeah. of last year, and then it started up in the end of the summer. We had social distancing, and there were no outbreaks, thank God. But, yeah, we, we, we kept playing. We didn't have a national. There weren't a lot of full-on packed tournaments definitely pull across the second half of the year yeah what are you looking forward to this year what am i what big events meant to be going to zambia in june was gonna try and go to high but that's obviously not happening and then we, met, we were meant to be having a uk tour to moy river in south africa in july but i don't think that's happening now so i just i don't know how much international stuff we're going to get to do realistically so i'm just kind of looking forward to playing some club, club polo cross at home. And if we can just get a proper season just playing club polo cross in the UK, I'd be pretty happy. And just to get to play my good horses again, because last year I just messed around with all my young horses all summer. So I haven't ridden my good horses in so long. So I'm just so excited just to get on the good horses and just play properly, not just be on babies all the time from a personal perspective anyway. That's why I'm looking at The Highlanders win the last national. We did, yeah. We're trying to hang on to it. We've we've won, I think, four, the last four consecutive, but Ooh. it's getting harder and harder every year. So yeah, there's some good teams out there, definitely. So it's it's getting tricky. So we're yeah, trying to hang on in there. That team started, Webby sort of explained that it was Rick Murray. It was yes. put together yeah. these players. 
from all of, from other clubs make this sort of all-star team. Yeah, that was it. Dominated for so long. It makes sense that you're wearing black, right? Because you're like that dark horse. So you've been that team to beat for so long. That's awesome. Rick was the one that made Highlanders and it used to be based up in Northumberland, so almost up in like the Scottish borders. And it was the I used to play for the club years ago, and it was when the likes of like Guy Robertson and James Robertson and Rick and Martin Brooks, when they were all playing, that they were in our top team and I was in the second team. And then everyone kind of phased out and just left the sport. And I wanted to make a new club, and I was like, well, instead of just, I might as well just take Highlanders and just bring it down to where I live. And yeah, we formed it. So and it's been great. It's been so much fun. Tell me about being brand ambassador. Yeah, I'm a brand ambassador to um, La Renegona Polo. It's like a new thing, but they, um, yeah, it's only on like a small scale, but they've, they're, they're a polo brand that's based in Argentina and they have these beautiful jackets that are hand painted by like a local, local artist and all numbered and stuff. So yeah, I've, I've kind of joined in with them, but yeah, other than that, <laughs> I don't really so have any like others. Bringing den- denim back, is that what that's going yeah, on? Yeah, love a denim jacket. Yeah, I can get her on a denim jacket as well. <laughs> How did you get that going? With that? Actually, from social media, actually. I just started chatting to the guy, Segundo, Segundo that does it. And um, yeah, I just got chatting and worked out a bit of a bit of deal. And yeah. Yeah, but I, was, uh, I was just thinking, you're saying you're looking at uh, having a test match and, and whatever. I can think of nothing worse. Can you imagine coming all the way from England where it's cold? And miserable and flying over to Africa to be in the sun and end up in Moriba. <laughs> warmest place in the world, is it? It's, yeah, not not the nicest, but yeah, I don't think it's going to happen that anyway. I think we'll be enjoying the British summer here. So, no, I remember being like, like on a 16 year on a tour to, uh, to Moriba. Whoever the idea was, decided to camp and the water and the, and the pipes froze to the, to the showers. So we had some poor bloke sitting outside of the uh, a log warming up the warming up the, the, the pipes so we could have a shower. It was dreadful. When did you take your turn warming up the pipes? No, no, no none of us did it. <laughs> <laughs> I love digging, I love digging at Cody. <laughs> the Polo Cross Bible makes fun of apparently they don't understand like the half body clip. Oh it's my god, what was that? Business on the bottom, party on the top. It was like clipped on just the belly, okay? I, then I said, Cody, do you clip your horses? And he goes, yeah, I wouldn't let my groom do that. I, he's like, I do a lot for the horses, except for, and he listed like 20 things. So anytime I can bust on him for having a groom. and Tell me about your saddles. Saddles. Um, okay, so I've been, well, I was kind of being a UK rep for Gordon Shaw, selling saddles over in the UK and Ireland. And then like the likes of Italy and all around Europe. But yeah, now we're selling them all over the place. It's It's been crazy, actually, to say there's been no polo cross happening. Yeah, saddle sales have been crazy. They've been to the roof. So yeah, I mean, just sold a load to America. Yeah, they're great saddles. I played the World Cup in one, actually. Um, I've got my own one now. And I love it. They're so nice and light, which is great for when you're playing test matches and stuff. So good little plug there. <laughs> Well, I like them because they're comfy to sit in. Like, they kind of sit you straight. Some of the other saddles you'll sit in, they kind of put you in all weird positions. But Gordy's kind of done quite a lot of work on getting his trees a lot lighter. They're super light now. They are so light to pick up. And I've got a couple of Aussie saddles as well myself. And 
they are so heavy compared to Gordy's, but yeah, Gordon, Gordon Shaw saddles for me all the way. Yeah. Ross got a, a Gordon's other day, or you, know, you, you got a Gordon Shaw about a month ago, two months ago, and I rode in it last week, and I must say it's unbelievably comfortable. They've Just, come, uh, like, they're brilliant now. They've come yeah. on so far. Gordy's been doing so much work on them. They're really mm. quite nice. No, he's changed his shape completely as well. He changed the shape of the saddle. Almost, it's, it, You can tell it's a Gordon Shaw, but it's, it's changed a lot. Is it one of the choice saddles? There's a new type of saddle that he's just brought out. There's like a slightly yeah, different style. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, they, they're really beautiful. I've sold a few of them now as well. So, yeah, he's he's playing around with it quite a lot and developing some different, different styles of saddles. <laughs> this kind of leads me into relationship with Camilla. The reason this brings me to that is just because... She's a great businesswoman online. Yeah, she is. She's doing well. Oh, super well. Okay, yeah. So, what's your relationship with Camilla? And so, you must have played polo with her then, right? I haven't actually. We've never played polo together. We've like I've talked. I've talked about kind of going over and play some of the polo tournaments they have, the ladies' tournaments at Valdivi, which is where they are in Cape Town, but. We haven't. We've never played polo together. She She's playing a lot of polo now. It's funny that we're talking about her because she wanted me to give her a shout out. So this is oh. perfect. <laughs> yeah. um, she's playing a lot of polo. I don't think she's playing a lot of polo cross anymore. So, but it's their polo club is so stunning. I don't blame them one bit. Like just playing polo. It's there. unbelievable. Eh? My dad, he's traveled all over the world. He says that's the most beautiful place in the world. So It is. I love Cape Town. Yeah, it is pretty. So when did you first meet eyes with Camilla and why, why are you such good friends so quickly? I don't know. We just like, with Camilla, I, I feel like Cam and I have known each other for forever. We, I don't know. We've always just gotten along. We didn't know each other. We played against each other when I came over for the quads in tomorrow over years ago. And I just, I thought she's, I've told her this too, so it's fine. But I thought she was, <laughs> can I swear? <laughs> I, I thought she was a little, she's got like a proper like resting bitch face I thought she was a, bit, <laughs> a little bit of a bitch <laughs> I was like wow and then I actually realized when I met her like she's awesome so yeah she's a lot of fun she's she's gorgeous I, I adore her so I just haven't seen her in so long it's been forever but yeah she's great <laughs> I remember you back in WA in 2010 you were you were so much fun okay Super yeah. positive here. You, you, you had the best music. You Did I? That is absolutely rubbish. She's a phenomenal dancer. Wow, what a compliment. That's well, funny. and I, I was, I was spilling all over my shirt, you know, because when you have those little Bundy rums, it just spills everywhere. Um, I'm a what, because of dancing or because of the, because of the rum? Both. Um, <laughs> so my question is, these days, do you sweat just as much? when you're playing as you do at night when you're partying uh dancing do you still dance like you used to <laughs> yeah i like dancing definitely that's a hell of a compliment yeah more, more sweating at night sweating <laughs> no i sweat like crazy i'm you know I'm, maybe I, just, I don't know i'm comparing your nighttime activities like dancing at the social to playing this is a very legitimate question. <laughs> I'm talking about dancing, Cody. Um, yeah. <laughs> I um, I like having fun. Definitely, you've got to have fun, haven't you? And polo cross is fun. So yeah, we uh, definitely in the UK. You guys have got to come to a tournament soon because 
we we party hard definitely we have good that's quite cool the 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 uk has like theme i've seen a lot of photos on on facebook and stuff that you guys get like on a saturday night you'll set up a theme and everyone dressed that's quite cool i like that idea we have the best parties but it's it's so dangerous because obviously it's so light in the summer here and you'll be sometimes if it gets late in the daytime people will still be playing polo cross at like seven o'clock at night so by the time people have you know washed their horses off and gone to the party no one even starts partying till about 12 o'clock 11 o'clock and then before you know it it's like six o'clock in the morning and then you've got to play at eight o'clock again so it's quite dangerous but yeah we have amazing parties we're definitely famous for best parties at Gross. Yeah, I mean, I was outside the chicken shed. I talk about this. I learned how to light Cointreau and shoot flames out of my mouth. You learned uh, how to what? Cointreau, the liqueur. Oh, yes. Okay. I learned how to shoot the flames out of my mouth with that. Did but you yeah, really? Outside the chicken shed. You guys party like crazy. We do. Uh, We're good you, so that's phenomenal to hear that you're still partying like that because I know I'm not like partying. Like I like that. to think I am. Yeah. I don't know how you go about it though because I mean, I'm. I'm, I still consider myself quite young and I'm struggling. Eh? Um, I get to like one in the morning and it's bedtime for me. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, it's not going well. I need a bit of training. I thought better of you, Cody, to be honest. <laughs> to be fair, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to say I'm, I'm, I'm just taking it as a, as a lack in form at the moment and I'll be back there. But well, I work 50 at the night, so I'll give it a good crack and I'll, I'll let you guys know how it goes in the morning. Okay. Yeah, I'm so jealous about that. Thank you. At this last tournament, our first tournament at Grand Bay last weekend, I did crocodile races. Did you? Yeah, my team was terrible, though. I was the base. That's a fun game. So have you done crocodile races in a while? I haven't done crocodile racing in a long time. Is that a bit of an Aussie thing? I'm trying to remember. We used to do that. Uh, like no, that's definitely Zimbabwean. Is it? Yeah, 100% Zimbabwean. We haven't done it in a, in a very, very long time. Very long time. I can't remember the last time I did a crocodile race. <laughs> yeah, that's that's part training. That's not just drinking. That's a training exercise. No, it's core. Cool. It's all core exercises. Yeah. Braxton broke out this game. It's called table races, where you get on top of a plastic table. You're like laying on it, and you have to go under it and get back on top without touching the ground. I will. I've seen that. You have? So that's a thing. Yeah, I've seen, I can't do it, but I've seen people doing that, yeah. Yeah, I didn't try, but that that looks tough. I'll get there, though. We need to do more. UK PA could probably have a program on this, on, like, challenges, because if you're not playing, like, I did this one where you throw the ball up and you do as many twirly do's as you can before you catch it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I couldn't get anyone to do it except for Raul, because I'm apparently not cool enough. So we could do more challenges. Well, Pikey's a brand ambassador now, so she can help you out. Use her social media, her social media influencing schools. Oh, shut up, Cody. <laughs> what are your pregame rituals? I don't really have any, to be honest. I am, like, massively OCD, though. Like, massively. And, I don't know, I can't be rushed. Like, I need a lot of time before I play to get ready. I'm going to sound really weird here, but when I used to play with Rachel Duig, I used to... <laughs> you know, like, when you get on stock saddles, like, all the rings... You probably need to cut this out. But you, all the saddle, like the saddles, have all the rings on them. I all the rings have to be like flat on all the saddles. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. I'm so weird about stuff like that. On the front, right in front of your. On leg. the back as well. Everywhere. So like on the front oh. and the back, I'd like walk up to Rachel and we're literally about to start the chakra and do the line. I'd be like, Rachel, your rings are like up. Can you put your rings down? Oh. Yeah. 
100% agree. Also, what what annoys me is like when people get ready before games and they put their like they'll put their boots on and they'll put their left boot on first. Madness. Really? Oh, whenever you're getting ready, your right hand side first. When you put in your pants on, your shirt on, everything on, must go right hand side first. I've never noticed like what side I do first. To be honest, what if you're lefty. Come on, Cody. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I've got, I've done it before. I've put my, I've got ready, put my knee guards on, and I can't remember if I put my left knee guard on first, and I have to take everything off and start again. God, you sound like you're worse than me. No, it's dreadful. I hate it. <laughs> Even in the morning, it takes like an hour to get ready. I'm the same. Um, yeah, I need a lot of time. And if somebody rushes me and they're like, "You've got to get on the pitch now," and you're not ready, like I just panic. I need my time. And like you say, you have like your routine of just doing everything, the order that you get ready, like putting your bandages on, putting your salmon on, putting your white. Well, I don't do that, but yeah. Do you not? Know <laughs> yeah, <of course. laughs> <laughs> I hate to ask Cody's pregame ritual, right? It's just try to find your pants. What else? I don't know. What else would you do if you don't? If you have a. No, I, I'm, I'm pretty easy, and like, like I mean, I don't really have a ritual. It's just literally you have to. Everything has to be on the right hand side first, and that. Yeah. You're going to start a thing for me now. <laughs> yeah. From when I was little, from when I was like five or six years old. And when people take their left hand shoe, their left shoe off first, it, does, it drives me insane. Oh, my God. Wow. You're going to create a problem for me now. You shouldn't have brought that up. I imagine you you wearing earbuds, Charlotte, and just like jamming out. Like, to be sure. Oh, having a party. Having no, a party. Like, like, man, like getting prepared for a game. Are you, are, do you do that or are you? Uh, yeah, I do, to be honest. I, yeah, I'm not like super, you know how you kind of get some people that before they play and they like don't talk to me. I'm not like that. I'm trying to just be quite happy and chat to everyone and just, yeah, I don't know. I just get really excited when I'm going to play though. I, I I love getting a little bit nervous. Like I love that feeling. So I don't know. I just get really excited to play, to be honest. So I'm usually pretty happy. But yeah, I do like listening to music before I play. Yeah, this ages me, but um, back in the day when I started playing A grade, the end of like 98, 99, my club would listen to Shania Twain. Oh, gosh. And we like be jamming out like, man, I feel like a woman. Like that, those songs were <laughs> I'm not saying that's cool, but our team would just jam out. We had, it was kind of like a ritual, like songs. Yeah, but that's like at that, that's in that era. I still don't, I don't listen to those these days. <laughs> yeah, give us a song. <laughs> <laughs> I can't sing that. That, that, that. That'll drop Ryan's writings hard. <laughs> I tried to do a sing-along at the end of my APA board podcast and no one would do it with me. You don't have one planned for this. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people have a certain trigger where they turn it on for the game. I know it's like a build-up for like these big games. Yeah. What is it for you? Is it going through the goalpost? Is it the national anthem? What switches your mind to like, okay, game on? Well, I think just probably when the ball goes in, like that's probably my moment until the kind of ball goes in. And when you're doing the national anthems and stuff like that, I don't know, that makes me a little bit nervous. I just want it all to be over as quickly as possible and just to get playing. So I think for me, the second the kind of the ball goes in, that's probably my switch on play. I do always hit a post when I'm riding through the goalpost. That's always been like another little ritual, actually. But other than that, I don't... Yeah, probably just when you're playing. <laughs> yeah, I, I hit the post, too. I've always done it. I don't know why I've always done it, but, like, I would feel weird if I didn't do it. When you're riding in, do you tap rackets or do you shake hands, like, really hard? Shake hands, definitely. Okay. If you shake hands, palm move. You do cheeky stuff or are you just, like... Friendly, <laughs> too cheeky stuff. Oh, you talk, you talk about playing against men. 
riding this big horse, do you do anything else to like? like oh, during the game? No, like as you're shaking hands. I was gonna say, I can't give you all my secrets. <laughs> um, no, not really. I, you've got to have like a good firm handshake, I guess, haven't you? You've got to stand your ground. <laughs> you don't, I mean, but you could crush their fingers or you could go all the way in. No, I wouldn't be like that. I just, I, don't, I think that's, no, just a good firm handshake. I don't think you can beat that, to be honest. Thanks for working through those uh, party rituals and sweating and stuff because <laughs> Cody doesn't understand that, I guess. But I, I definitely misunderstood you because I was like, that's unbelievably inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> so this goes along with that. And I'm not a woman. Do you wear a certain makeup when you're playing that's different that you can sweat in? Is there any advice you can give to women when it comes to preparing? with well, makeup? makeup? Yeah, or is it just the same makeup? I don't really have. I don't really wear like. Pikey, Pikey rocks like bright red lipstick when she does. <laughs> okay, that's a good I answer. Don't, I don't do my makeup any differently. Yeah, I don't really wear makeup, so yeah, always wear perfume though. And nice underwear. Once they smell you, they they know like there's a trigger in their brain, and they just they're automatically intimidated. Yeah, you've got to smell good. When I was young, someone told me if you always wear nice underwear when you're playing sport in case you have to cut your cut your shorts off in the ambulance. That's so true. Good call. Mm. When did you switch over to dark hair? Me? From blonde. Good yeah. um, I Well, I've been, I've had dark hair for a few years now. I don't know. I'm have you got dark hair or light hair at the moment? Dark. I need to go to the hairdresser. <laughs> I just haven't been in a while. But um, yeah, I'm not going blonde again. I haven't been blonde for a few years, to be honest. You're not natural blonde, right? So you were blue. No, I'm not natural blonde. I'm a fake. There has to be something. What, let's figure out the day that you went dark. Is there something that happened? No. <laughs> no, it's just not very good for your hair. I just got okay, sick of okay. dyeing my hair. Okay, well, <laughs> longevity of hair. I get it. Okay. <laughs> something Cody and I wouldn't understand. I'm getting gray hairs. That's, that's a bummer. Yeah, I'm at, um, I've got, I'm, I'm, I'm great all over now. It's How old are you, Cody? 26, mate. It's, oh, I don't oh know what's I have to get Charlotte's age. This is going to suck. <laughs> I'm guessing oh, I'm 39. You're 39? Yeah, so I'm guessing 32. She can't be far off you, mate. 32? Yeah, I am 32. I, to be honest, I always forget how old I am because I think when you get past 30, you just stop counting. But yeah, I'm 32. Oh, that's um, right. It's not. <laughs> Hold on to that as long as you can. I haven't enjoyed birthdays since my 25th birthday. That was, yeah, I've just stopped counting since then, mm. to be honest. Okay, another question. Uh, what's the easiest position to play in polo cross? Easiest? Three. Is there an easiest, though? They're all very different in their own ways, aren't they? I mean, for me, I've played a lot of one, so it comes most naturally to me because I've played so much of it. Well, let's break it down. So the one gets the ball midfield. Yeah. Are you trying to say one's the easiest? <laughs> no, I, no, I'm just breaking it down. So you play three, don't you? Yeah. So listen, so you've got to have a dig at number one. <laughs> so the two, okay. So you're, the two takes the opposing three all the way to the line. Yeah. Now, the number one has the ball. They're just weaving it around, dicking around. And then they bounce in with no pressure because they pick <laughs> Pick their bounce and then they do an overarm that they've done a million times so, okay <laughs> now, now number two could be easier because if you don't get the ball in the lineup you're just marking up the 
close, you know, you're chasing ball if they get it. But if your team has it, you're marking up the other three to make your one look good. Mm. So that's a pretty simple, I'm not saying it's easy. But that's I simple. struggle with two. I Two is like the one where I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm crap at two. Is that because, the, like, carry on. Is that because of the line out? I mean, what? Or like, Ryan, it's because she's always has really good horses and she's never had to play two. Oh, shut up. <laughs> um no i never know where i'm meant to be as a two i just feel like i don't know i it's like when you're trying to everyone wants to, you to do a different thing i guess don't they like when the when, which play you should be taking if the ball's coming out the area do you take the three or do you just take the two or who, you know I play with so many different people and they're always telling me different things and i just never really know where i'm meant to be <laughs> i agree i'd say i personally think two is the most difficult just because it like you, you your change from defense to attack and and attack to defense is so fast that you actually you don't have time to think about it mm-hmm. um, for me it's two yeah well and i i guess i'm biased as a three so we have, we're, we're between the unbelievably three. so matt no we're between the three and the one um see i'm a left-handed three i hit a lot of rackets because i'm on that side I broke my racket on Robbie Shuttle's arm last weekend. Oh, gosh. Did you? I must, I must have made a bunch of micros throughout the weekend. I just end up hitting a lot of rackets. I don't know if it's fair, but yeah. that's, that's defense. You're not winning, but it looks cool. Offensive three is super fulfilling. Left-handed number threes are really annoying to play against. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> an advantage. Yeah, it's a massive advantage. I wouldn't know what to do against a left-hander, to be honest. Have you never played against one? Only a couple times. In the late 90s, so I'm aging myself. I lost the game because I lined up. I was a three, and the one took a 10-yard throw from midfield, and I lined up on the right side. Mm. And he went down in and bounced and shot. So that, that was – getting the ball as a three, offensive three, is a very glorifying role, right? It looks really cool. You're out the back. You do a cool pass in. You're full on. But the overarms look pretty cool, too, for your shots on goal. Mm-hmm. So what is the easier position, three or one? For me, I find one easier. I, I love playing three, to be honest, as well. Three is my other, for me, two's the hardest. But to be honest, though, this is a little bit off topic, but I totally changed the way I played a one between the two World Cups. I think I was playing in Africa quite a lot. And I used to play a lot more, like, back in 2015, like a bit more of, like, an Aussie style. Like, um, it's not really an Aussie style anymore. The game's changed so much, but like three carrying the ball a lot. And then now after this last World Cup, or after playing a lot in Africa, I've kind of got into carrying the ball a lot more. Um, so yeah, overarms and all that kind of thing. It's carrying the ball and taking it and letting the ball do the running is, yeah, it's a fun way of playing. But yeah, I would say, I would say one is probably the easiest for me. <laughs> well, I appreciate you admitting that, but I need to compliment you because I practiced against you in 2010 and you were very difficult to practice against. Oh, you, what in Australia? Yeah, at the Lyles, Trish and Lyle. Um, yeah, yeah, at their place. You're kicking my butt. To be a specialist, one is not like to hold on to that position is not easy, especially with these yeah. young players coming up. Mm-hmm. So being well mounted, you know, making sure you don't miss a goal, which is you know very important. Yeah, one is very psychological, in my yeah. opinion. Like, especially when you get to test match level, it's. You know, if you miss a goal or things don't quite go your way, it's it kind of gets in people's heads when they play a one. I think that's the difference with with playing a one for me. It's kind of weird. Do you find that there's a lot of team captains that are ones, or I feel like there's more threes that are team captains. Webby's usually our team captain. <laughs> he'll play anything, but 
Um, Kerry played, was our team captain at the last World Cup and she was a three or a two, but I don't know really. It really varies. I can't remember who else has been our captain. Yeah, I think it you know, goes from team to team. I don't think you can say ones or threes or twos because I know a couple of really good two captains as well. Like Gavin Cocker was. Yeah. 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 I was trying to get you all to admit that they're not ones typically. <laughs> you really <laughs> are ones. I'm not a great one, and I'm I'm going to work on it. I'm an Aussie one. That's how that's the style I play. But hold my racket at the end and slowly. Know, I'm going to work on it though because I want to be versatile. But there, you won't see me at one at World Cup. That's for sure. With the players that we have, I'm going to. Fun. I like it. It's good fun. Okay. Well, thanks for your honesty. Um, <laughs> Here's my last question. Who do you see as the actual leader of the Polar Cross Bible? Oh, can, before you carry on, can we actually just point out the amount of shit I've copped in the last week and a half because of the, that, that deal? I've never once said I'm the leader of, leader of the Polar Cross Bible. It's definitely a team. I mean, <laughs> nah, that's what it's nah. <laughs> oh, There's a mob boss. You watch Peaky Blinders. Do you think, you know, Sean has it in him to be a boss or a brewery or... Do you really think the UK guys are leaders in that? Or I'm just going to get them in more trouble. <laughs> um, I can't really keep track of who's involved with it. I think I know the gist of it, but... Um, Cloaked it well. I think Cody's probably thinks he's in charge. Yeah, I think he's the leader for sure. <laughs> After, after you, you, you caught that, I, I went on the group and I said, listen, boys, I never said I was a leader. I'm just uh, putting that up. <laughs> and I still copped so much shit for it. <laughs> Have you taken on any like new recruits or is it the same sort of people? No, it's still the same sort of people. We need to find some more funny people and we're struggling. Speaking of patriarchal, did you have a woman? I don't think we ever have, but not... Not consciously. Like we haven't decided that my girls are alive. Yeah, it's <laughs> all subconscious patriarchal. Yeah, yeah, it must be that. <laughs> we messaged Pikey, but she didn't reply. So, who's the funniest uh, lady that you know in the UK, Charlotte? Who do I think is the funniest lady? Yeah, who's the funniest lady. Oh my goodness. Stuart Dyson. Hang on, I thought you said lady. Yeah, la- <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> funniest lady. I better say Reed Lee Jones, my, one of my really good friends. You probably haven't met her. Rihanna. She's Welsh. She's very Welsh. I better give her a shout out as well. She's pretty funny. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, this has been awesome. Thanks for doing these, Ryan. It's been really good for Polar Cross, actually. It's been good kind of doing all this COVID stuff to kind of have something going on. And- yeah. Thanks for being on here. I look forward to seeing you at some point. Yeah. All thank right. you so much, Ryan. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Bucky, always lucky to speak to you, mate. Yeah, ages. Cheers, you fight along. Lucky, man. Cheers, everyone. We'll see you soon. Have a good evening. Thank you so much. See you guys soon. All right, bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. What a fun time I had with Cody and Charlotte. It was a blast to catch up and to dissect what it really takes to be dominating a sport for well over a decade. Cheers to you, Charlotte, and cheers to the leader of the Pole Cross Bible, Cody Campbell. Thanks a lot. Hello, I'd like to start a new segment on the podcast where you share your tournament results. Please check out Polo Cross Made Simple and the sidebar voicemail button where you can record those tournament results. For an example, the very first one I'd like to do is the Cowboy Classic in Grand Bay, Alabama, March 6th and 7th. E-grade 
First place was Sandy Creek. Best player, Cassidy Posey. Best horse, Dakota. In D grade, first place, Graham Bay. Best player, Adam Dial. Best horse, Mac, ridden by Robbie Carl. C grade, first place, under 16 team. Best player, Miyazaki. Best horse, Chance, ridden by Connie Geary. In the B grade, first place again, Grand Bay. Best player, Joslyn Upshaw. Best horse, Lexi, ridden by Joslyn Upshaw. In the A grade, Tennessee Valley. Best player, Ryan Murphy. Best horse, Moonshine, ridden by Emma Strider. So please send in your tournament results or tournament announcements and I will gladly share them on the podcast. Let's recognize players all around the world. Here on Chugga Talk, we appreciate your feedback. Have you enjoyed the show? Do you have questions or comments? Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. For a chance to be featured on the show, leave a voicemail by finding the Send Voicemail Sidebar button on PolacrossMadeSimple.com. For more Polacross coaching, go to PolacrossMadeSimple.com. You'll find ebooks on how to become a great player and even on how to become a great coach. Find me on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, have a good one. Thank you.